Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Florida Vibes podcast. I am Jordan, and I have a special guest here today on this episode. It is my sister. Hi, everyone. Um, I am Jordan's sister. So this is my first podcast ever. Um, I guess longtime listener, first time podcaster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I've always wanted to say that. Um, yeah, so I've listened to all of their podcasts and, you know, all of that stuff. So it's cool. And I also go to Disney, uh, sometimes you grew up with Disney. Yeah. I grew up with with me whenever we were younger. Yeah. I definitely grew up with Disney. Um, obviously we grew up together, brother and sister, Mm -hmm. um, were the only siblings. So we went in like the heyday, like in the nineties. Oh my gosh. When it was yes. the best, right? Oh my so goodness. what was what was like the best experience from childhood being in the nineties oh, at nineties Disney okay. for you? Wow. Um let's start out with a hard one. Um the best experience? There's so many. Like I'm just thinking about like how amazing that well, back in the day, it was MGM, now Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. I thought it used to be. Um, it's totally different now. Like there's, um, it's completely different. I remember going on the, like the backlot tour and seeing the Golden Girls house and the house from um, Ernest Saves Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Vern's house. And uh, it was, I don't know, like, it, you know, we were kids. So, you know, we were little kids and, you know, going and doing all this cool stuff. And it just seemed so, um, I don't know, magical. <laughs> Larger than life. Larger than life. Like, wow, this is amazing. No, I remember going on the Backlot tour and I remember part of it used to be where you would see them. Um, and they were actually like sewing the costumes. Mm, yeah. And I remember thinking like, yeah. I want to do that when I get older. Like I want to be yeah. in there and like, sew the costumes. I don't know. They just made things like Interesting, that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like sewing costumes, they, they made that look so cool. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I really missed that. Like that was, that was really awesome. Um, of course I loved all the countries. I still love all the countries in Epcot. Um, definitely. My favorite, I could definitely spend a lot of time there. Um, I think it definitely, um, you know, uh, inspired my love of travel, you know, not all the countries or what's your, what's your favorite country? Oh my goodness. More hard questions. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) my favorite has it changed? Has it changed since you've been going? Like since you started going my favorite country, I would say now, I don't know. I love Japan. Like I love Japan now. I've always loved Japan, the Japan gift shop. Yeah. Um, it's just super architecture. Cool. Yeah, there's so many neat things, and I'd always love. I remember when we were kids, and we would get that like rice paper candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, which is just so cool. <laughs> I think you, me, and Melissa just recently went there yeah. a couple of months ago or we so. Got a little box, and of we it. got we got the rice candy, and it brought me back to childhood. Yeah, the smell, like the taste of it, has like a little yeah. sticker in it. It's just it's exactly really cool. the same. It's exactly the same. But I remember like our dad buying it. And I don't know how we ever figured out, like, how did he figure out that you could eat? Because you open it up. So you open the box and there's um, like a wrapped candy. So, but you have to unwrap the first wrapper. Right. And then there's another like rice paper wrapper. Maybe so he just did know, it on purpose. I don't know how anybody, how did he ever know he was, like to do that? Like, how would you, how did he know that? I don't know. And it's, it's in Japanese, so you can't really read it. Yeah. And dad's not well versed in different, and this was the 90s too, where you didn't have the internet, so. I don't know. I like, I it's always just think an experience. About that. You got to experience like and then you figure it dad, out. Yeah. 
yeah, like how well, if you try to take the rice paper off of the second part, it's kind of like it's it kind of like melts. True. So maybe he's maybe he like I don't know, tasted it and it's like, hey, it's okay to eat and tested it on you or me and it's like, all right. I, don't, I, I think maybe he probably saw somebody else get them maybe, or, you know, know, heard about somebody else talking about them, but it was like the coolest thing. So you, you know, open this. Candy so dad's the one who got us the rice candies first or did yeah. we, did we want those? Did we were like, Hey, we want to oh, try I'm sure those. We did. Probably, I remember, probably we just want to try Like we would always get them. Yeah. We just wanted to try it. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, uh, if you go to Germany, you're going to try, um, the popcorn, right? Or the caramel corn. Yeah. Right? So it's something like that iconic for us, at least. Yeah. It was definitely one of those things. Um, you know, and it just seems so, it still seems exotic, you know, to go to Japan and, you know, you have all the little sushi plates and, um, you know, just things that we, we didn't really grow up with in central no. Florida, No. <laughs> you know, I mean, things that were just exotic to us and kind of still are. And, um, Although funny enough, we just had, you know, Korean barbecue for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about, you know, like we've, we brought our parents a few times. They've, they've had it, you know, a few times and I think they like it. I think they like going with us, but, um, you know, it's just a lot different than, than what we had, you know, kind of every day. Well, like cultures up. are mixed a lot more than they were in the nineties. Right. So there's like a lot more people are eating Korean food. They didn't do that in the nineties. Right. Like you know, a normal American family is not going to go out and eat Korean food. Now Korean barbecue is, I think one of the most popular destinations. I mean, we went tonight and it's very, you know, it's very like we went after, uh, uh, we went to Epcot and this is like, all right, well, and that's, that's another tip that we have is if you're going to go and you're able to go outside of Disney, when you're there, go to a place that's a surrounding um, in you know, uh, Kissimmee, Disney Springs is a good place that has a lot of good food. Oh yeah. Disney Springs is really good for food. Well, if you're going inside like Magic Kingdom, Epcot has decent food, but majority of the food, if, I mean, if you've never been in general, that the, the food is just not nothing to write home about. And if you're able to find something outside that's surround, like, you know, within five miles, or if you want to drive a little bit, it's going to be 10 times better probably. I definitely agree. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's very hit or miss. Um, you know, the kind of the restaurants that you think that would be good at Disney sometimes are not, and they can be a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, but you know, we had an amazing meal at the one in magic kingdom, uh, the skipper canteen Mm -hmm. that was so memorable. And I think because we, you know, we sat in that one room and it had like all that glass and it was just like a beautiful, it was themed so well, you know, and I could have just stayed in that room where they had like a curio cabinet with like different antiques in it. I mean, you felt like you were actually in that, you know, explorer's house, like you were supposed to be. Um, and it was so good. Cause you just kind of lose yourself in that. You, you know, felt like you're part of the skippers or there's, um, exactly. What is it? The C, uh, like the, they used to have it in the nineties. And I think it was something that was like an explorers group. I, they had some kind of club in, I think pleasure Island. Mm. It's called the explorers group. And they kind of like based it off of Jungle Cruise. That kind of sounds familiar. I kind of vaguely remember that. I think a lot of that stuff from Pleasure Islands in the uh, Skipper Canteen, which um, is going to be, is like, it all plays into like an adventure. It's adventure, uh, not adventure island, but adventure, like, like that adventure feel, right? So like you, it's the theme in 
um, Skipper Canteen, you're going to go and get some, at least a theme, right? But if you go to, let's say, Le Cellier, I'm just going to say Le Cellier. It's not really themed. It kind of, it's like the cellar, right? But it's not, it's not very, it's, I feel like it's not very Disney, you know, but it kind of is. Well, you kind of, I think you kind of want that sometimes too. I mean, but then again, I mean, we go to Disney a lot compared yeah. to, you know, people and, you know, people who are, you know, maybe this is like kind of a once in a lifetime right. vacation. And that is a once in a lifetime meal. Tell you the truth. That is, I mean, like I've been wanting that meal and I was finally able to do it. My, uh, uh my sister was able to, uh, gracefully, gracefully play, pay for it. And, uh, it was very, yeah, I think it was your birthday. birthday it was for, dinner. for my birthday, last birthday. And I was just, it was the best, I think the best meal I've ever had at Disney. Although speaking of birthdays and, uh, doing, you know, things that we've always wanted to do for a long time at Epcot. Today, we got to do the behind the scenes tour. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. That was awesome. That was really awesome. Um, For Melissa, it wasn't. She's not a she's not a living with the land fan. But my sister and I are are really more of living with the land stands. Because if you if you think about it, like that's the last ride that's from the the 80s, the original ride. Yeah, it definitely is. It's I know I was trying to think about another one and um, I can't think of that's another it. One. I mean, that's test track it. test track took over. Uh, what is it? The uh, world of motion world of motion's gone and test track took over that. And yeah, I vaguely remember that whole. Part. I remember um, like. Like there was Ellen and the dinosaurs and there was, and then gardens, of the galaxy yeah. took over that. Yep. There was. Yeah. And this is like, that's the last. And then you had body wars, which was in the other pavilion area. I vaguely remember that. And there's also, um, like the number one was, uh, of course, like, I mean, figment's different now. Figment is different. You know, spaceship earth. There's is still different figment, now. but it's different. Yeah. And spaceship earth is, is a little bit different. It's not exactly the same as when they open the park, but, um, yeah, I mean the behind the seeds tour, it's just, it's just classic. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It is. And you know, whenever you go through, if you guys have gone, once you go through the ride, you know, you're in a boat ride and it's, it's amazing. Cause you go in and you're in, you know, you see these, and I didn't know when I was a kid, like this is the first time I ever saw hydroponics and I'm yeah. like, wow. Or, or aquaponics or with, with aqua the fish. Ponics. I'm and like, I'm how like, are the fish, are the fish not going to eat the plants? What's going on? And though they're actually fertilizing the plants. Well, no, I was blown away when I was a kid. I was like, my goodness, they can actually grow things without soil. And sand. Like, this that's, is not that's what crazy. you learn in school. Like you learn yeah. that everything grows in soil and you got to plant it and water it and, you know, everything, everything. And I'm like, how are they growing this stuff without soil? Well, I just, that kind of blew my little, that's you know, the whole ride, right? Mind. Yeah, I know. That's the whole ride. My, my little kid mind. And I was like, I, I tell you the truth. I didn't appreciate it until recently. Cause like our dad would go on it a lot. Take us on. Cause he liked small, he would like slow stuff. Right. Well, I think because it's, you know, slow rides, so, somewhat climate controlled and, you know, air conditioned. And if you're in Disney world in the middle of summer in July, it's a thousand degrees and it's good to take little kids on. Yeah. And then you get a little break. You get to sit down. Yeah. And my um, dad was always looking for a break anywhere. He can sit down. Well, yeah, bench. of course. Well, you know, 
a bench. That's, what dads that's do. well. I mean, that's Disney is his bench to bench and bathroom to bathroom. Well, you know, that's that's you know, <laughs> and I'm starting to do that now. I'm starting to notice where like, okay, where's a bench and where's the closest oh, bathroom? Yeah. No, I definitely think of oh, when um, you get older, you that's what happens. And then the you Norway, appreciate, it. yeah, the Norway bathrooms yeah. are fantastic. They are like, well, I mean, we can start ranking bathrooms if I you mean, want. I don't want to like, I don't want to let the secret out, but my goodness, those Norway bathrooms. I think they know. I think people know. Oh man, they're so good. I didn't know. You know, I, mean, I forgot. I'll tell you the truth. Ma- majority of the people don't go to Morocco. I don't know why. Cause like when we pass by, there's not <gasps> a lot of so people. Good. Not a lot of people go through Morocco and it's like, it's a cool it's area. Hidden. It's hidden. It's there. It's hidden. It's kind of hidden. No, it's there. People don't want to go there, but I think the best bathrooms is in Morocco. Yeah, they're good. My favorite's Norway. Norway's good. Um, but yeah, that behind the seeds tour was was really great. So what I, was your favorite part about behind the seeds? Um I don't know. I mean, just going back and, and hearing from somebody that actually works there. Cause I was trying to think, I don't know if we've ever really done like a behind the scenes or any, you know, behind the scenes well, tour they don't of really, any kind. They don't really have behind the behind well, the scenes. They do. They're like hundreds or thousands of right. dollars well, you know it's, you got to get groups right yeah exactly yeah. i mean i've never really done anything like that at disney world but see i'm that kind of person where when i go to a museum or a zoo you know if they have like a behind the scenes tour you know usually they're you know a nominal fee just like five ten you know this one was like 30 something dollars it's but D- it's disney it's disney it's something i've always wanted to do and you know some you know cross it off the bucket list but you know, I'm always that kind of person that enjoys that behind the scenes tour, um, you know, just to get to see things that, you know, others you, don't see. Yeah. That everyone else doesn't see. Um, you know, I, I enjoy that. Um, you know, I've worked at places where I've worked for behind the scenes. You tours. Did tours. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get into that? What you did? No, no. I mean, yeah, if I lived closer, yeah, I would probably be working at Disney world, but well, no, said, what, what you've done before you worked at a big aquarium. We don't have to say the name, but you worked in a big aquarium in the United States and you would do like, you were like the main person for the tours, right? No, well, our, our department was our right. department was, but um, yeah, I mean, there was, you know, another manager who would manage the behind the scenes tour, but it was, it was employees in our, our team members in our department that would run the behind the scenes tour. So, so how, 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 like comparing the quality of Disney compared to what you used to do, is is it better Disney or is it better? Or do you feel like it's on par? No, I think it's on par. I think they're both very good. Um, you know, doing a good job of explaining, you know, um, educating the public about what they're there, what they're doing. Yeah. You know, she was very good today, um, about explaining, you know, she's very knowledgeable. Yeah. All the recycling and they, what they recycle like 99.95% of everything they use. You know, she even like ripped off the top of the Ziploc bag right? because the top isn't, you know, recyclable, but the rest of it is. Um, you know, I thought she did a really good job. I just thought it was a good all around tour. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah. was really happy with it. It was awesome. Like yeah. it was, uh, I, every single time I would go through with Melissa and, uh, we would be on there and it'd be like, Hey babe, we need to go try that behind the seeds sometime. And then it's like, keep talking about it, talking about it. And my sister's like, Hey, I booked us for behind the seeds. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Okay. So here's the thing is that, yeah, we've talked about it before, but it's always been like the day of, and I've right. even looked and we've looked and of course they're totally sold out. And you got to do it in advance. I did this, I think a month ago. Right. I got the tickets like a yeah, month ago. Yeah. Because I was actually looking for like in March, like ninth today and it's still booked. 
So you got to look like two months advance. Yeah, three, three, at least probably three months in advance just to, to just to book it. And yeah. you, there was only one available, right? I think there was only one time available for what I remember. Yeah. And this was like a month, two months in advance. That's yeah. Cr- that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was just, I think it was just one time available and I was surprised cause you know, it's a Saturday and I was like, Oh, okay. So what about, I'm going to ask you another hard question. What about Disney now that you like that we didn't have? And what do you like that? Or what do you think that's changed about Disney now that we, you would like to have back that we had before? Okay. So what's changed that I would like to have back a lot of things <laughs> like the fast pass. I, that's what I think. Oh my gosh. I miss the fast passes. I miss going to get How the free. Fast. It's just free. Yeah, And you go and then you, you know, you, you, you scan like your ticket, I think, right. Did yeah. you scan your scan ticket? Your ticket. Yeah. And, and they the give little, you a card. The little paper would pop out yep. with the time, with the time. And you could like, actually, I would actually pl- kind of, you'd play it, kind of play in your day around it, yeah. you know, and you would, oh, yeah, yeah. you didn't need your cell phone or yeah. you didn't really have cell phones no. back then. Not, you know, not yeah. like they are today. Yeah. I mean, you did, but they weren't doing the things that they are doing not today. Not as utilized. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, 30 years ago, you know, cell phones were Or even like, bricks. even not even 30 years ago, like 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago, it was, we still had, you know, the free fast passes. This is only recent where they do this GD plus plus crap. That's like charging for something that was free before. Yeah. And they're not giving you any more entertainment. If I I feel like they're charging now this Disney, this generation with this CEO and this, whatever they're charging what they did before, like what they had before the quality of entertainment they had before with, with no extra quality, but they're charging more money now. And then they still think it's the same type of quality of entertainment. Like it was. I think a couple of things. I think it's funny because, you know, when they first opened magic kingdom and what, like 1971 or 71, 72. Yeah. And back in the day you would buy like a, you would have like an admission price and then you'd also like buy like a booklet of little tickets right? and you would use those separate tickets to go on each ride. So each ride kind of costs separately, which is kind of funny because it's almost kind of what they're doing now. Right. Because if you kind of, yeah, it kind of is. Unless if you want to wait, you know, well, here's the thing. I, I guess what I'm thinking is that where the, you know, the genie, is it genie plus genie plus. Yeah, I think, you know, if, again, those people who, you know, this is kind of a once in a lifetime vacation and you have, you know, every minute is precious. Right. That's what it's for. I get it. That's what it's for. But. Like you don't want to miss, you know, Space Mountain or whatever. Like you absolutely cannot leave. Because, I mean, I'll do that when I go somewhere. You know, I'll have like, these are my must haves. This is what I have to do. I'm not leaving until I do, you know, until I do these things. Right. You know, if you have like two or three, four things that you absolutely have to do. But shouldn't it be free though? I Yeah, of course. Of course it should be free. Shouldn't it be? I mean, do you think they can warrant charging this extra money, what they're doing? And then it's like, what, 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 what did they do extra to charge this extra money for this fast pass? Yeah. They used to give it for free. Now they're charging it. What have they done that's to warrant that? That's it's the convenience. You're paying for the convenience. But you didn't have to before. You're paying for the convenience. I mean, it's just and like people paying, pay for it, too. It's just like paying for a first class ticket on a, on a flight. You and know? Yeah, people pay for it. Of course, because some people it's worth it to them. Yeah, it's, you know, is there value in it? I mean, do they see the value in it? And some people do again. Like, I think, you know, people is once in a lifetime trip. 
Sure. You know, you, you have to do this, right. You have to do that, right. You, you spent thousands of dollars to come here. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. An extra, an 30, extra 30, 30 bucks, 50 bucks to make yeah. sure you do this ride that you absolutely of course. have to do. Of course. That's the thing. But that's, that's nickel and diming. I feel. And Disney was never nickel and dime. Disney was never like, it felt like you went to the circus or the or carnival. Now it's starting to feel like that. I don't know. It's again, I think maybe, you know, when you're comparing when we were kids, maybe we didn't really realize what it was, but or we just had it too good. When yeah. we were younger, we just had it too good. And now we can see the cracks and, you know, cracks in the wall of what, what it is. Well, that's going to Disney as a child versus going to Disney as an adult. And I remember when I was in college, like my first, you know, my first or second year of college and I had an English class. And I remember, I remember, you know, this is, you know, 20 years ago, <laughs> I remember taking the class and then writing a paper about going to Disney as a child versus going to Disney as an adult and, Hmm. you know, how different and how, you know, completely different the mentality is. And, you know, you kind of do see the cracks, you know, you kind of do see, you know, it's, it's just different. It's all about management, right? So. Yeah, I, of course it's about the managers, the managers when we were going, which was Eisner. um, Mm -hmm. The greatest. Eisner, he's great. I don't know if he's, the, I mean, I think Walt Disney's the greatest. Oh, obviously. Right. But Eisner is pretty, he did a lot. He brought MGM in. Amazing. He brought, and he was like fighting against Universal and he was able to compete with them. Well, there's competition and I think competition is very healthy and I think it only makes, you know, the companies better. So, and, but Disney's been sitting on the top for so long. Now I feel right. like they're going to start feeling like Epic Universe. Everybody says this, but I don't think Disney is taking it seriously because Nintendo, Gen Z, millennials, my generation is going to want to see, you know, video game stuff. And they have video game stuff at this place. And people are going to either say, bring their family, who is, who is, you know, my generation, bring their family. Millennials are going to bring their family to Disney, where they're going to not get their money's worth. Or they're going to go to Universal at Epic Universe in 2025 and really get their money's worth. Like, down to the dollar, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if it's necessarily like a one or the other, right? I but mean, some people are making that decision. Well, I, yeah. And, and in that case, yeah, Universal is going to win. Absolutely. You they're going to win a lot of, they're going to win a lot of it. They used to they're, not. Well, now I think they're going to now. I think they will, but you know, maybe a lot of people are going to come um, because of Universal and then also go to Disney as well. So maybe they're going to yeah. get, you yeah. know, I, I don't know. Or they might do like, instead of doing five days at Disney, they're right. going to do two days at Universal or Epic Universe and then three days at Disney. Right. Exactly. Or something like that. And that's going to, that's going to cut into time that people usually would go every year or every five years or every 10 years or whatever, or every three months or every two months or whatever those people are doing. Cause there's people coming. Right. And it's like, we lived, we will never know that how people have to feel that, of spending $10,000 to come to Disney just to, for, for, for one week. Yeah. We will never know that because we grew up here and right. it was about an hour, less than an hour away always, you know? And it's like, it's crazy now because like Disney's kind of alienating, alienating. It seems like they're alienating that populace of those diehard fans who are going to spend that money 
and they're going to start going to their competitor. And uh, I mean, it's just like, they need to start doing something about it. Cause like all they have in the pipeline is a new ride, which is a skin, like a new reskin of uh splash mountain, which has uh, a new Orleans theme to it. And it, if you kind of look at it, it still looks like Georgia rock. Yeah. It's they redid it and it still looks like Georgia clay. And they're almost to the point where it's going to be, done and they say oh um you kind of look at it and then there's no mountains in louisiana and they say it's a salt mine but if you look at it, it doesn't look like a salt mine and then the plants are supposedly supposed to be like louisiana style plants like swampy plants and they look like they're taken from moana's water you know so like they probably overbought those certain plants at at moana in epcot and now they're reusing them. So it's kind of feels like they're the innovation that we grew up with is not there anymore. Well, I think, um, you know, when we were kids and then we would, when, whenever you would walk out of Epcot, you know, you would look down on, on the floor and there was yeah. what, like the fiber optics. Yeah. And it was like, what is this? This is amazing. I've never seen anything like this, you know? And then now when you walk out, you know, the, the floor, it stones is there's like glitter in it. You know, it's just, it's different. It's just, I felt, well, maybe cause I was younger. I felt inspired when I left Disney and that's a big reason. I mean, that's why I wanted to get into filmmaking because of Hollywood studio or MGM. That's the main, like their backlot area, backlot tour was one of the main reasons why I wanted to get into it. And like how they told the story of this is how an action movie's made and this is how this is made. And here's, here's all the movies that I liked growing up or how you make the costumes. Like I said, or how you make They're the costumes. It's just like the costumes. In that, and amazing. I don't, I didn't want to get into costume making, but I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to get in, in like that. What is, what ride is now is going to bring a kid where they're going to, their imaginations. Like, I don't know of anything like Moana is really good. I think Moana is great, but is it, I mean, is it, innovative where's the last innovative ride where's where is it that's like really pushing the boundaries for you that you i mean if you if there isn't there isn't because i don't think there is for the last 10 15 years do you see it no i i think i think moana i actually i think moana is pretty good yeah i mean i like that you can you know feel the water and you know see the water and learn about the water i i think that's good yeah um but I think to answer your question before, you know, the disappointing part I for me is Hollywood Studios. It's completely different than when I was a kid. Um, they don't have the backlot tour. I mean, I'm I'm a little bitter about it, but you know, <laughs> um, it's okay. Uh, they don't have the great movie ride. They don't have all those classic things that just really kind of shot to the heart, you know. And you just, you know, like you said, you just kind of leave like, yeah, you leave the place like man, I want to do that when I grow up or a man, you know, or, or okay. So I want to work for Disney or I want to do something. Foley artist. I never knew what yeah. a Foley artist was. And they used to talk about it. They used to have it in like a demonstration. And then they used to do like the different sound effects. Didn't they do the art? Like I think in uh figment, didn't they show the artists like actual artists, like actual paint and ink artists. Was that in figment? That was over near where the, uh, like the little mermaid show used to be. In Hollywood studios. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and then, oh, you know, yeah. you know, what's so crazy. Yeah, Something so small of having the Foley. Remember the Foley where you would go in here, like you would like, we're able to like put that's the coconuts a, together. That's what I'm saying. The Foley artist. Oh and yeah. Yeah. The Foley artist too. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, I, that's something that really wanted me. Like yeah. that is like my imagination is like, holy crap, this is how you do this. This is what, this is movie making. They had, they had like a demonstration and then they would show it. Yeah. And then they would have like a movie. I remember they would play like a movie and then had like the horse, like the horse sounds like yeah. the and then they yeah, would show they, like they, how the they would yeah, yeah they would show how they would use the coconuts i yeah. mean it's like disney magic and i think that's well, kind of old that, school that is learning right inspiration and edutainment 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 and that's exactly what epcot was and in hollywood studios in hollywood studios for filmmakers yeah that's what made me want to do what i wanted to yeah, do I, I believe it and, and then like the honey i shrunk the kids yeah playground yeah you know, I mean, I don't know. I just, it I opens really, your imagination. That's what I'm saying. Do you see anything now that opens your imagination? Any rides at Hollywood studios, anywhere, anywhere on Disney property, even at the hotel, <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm the, not, well, we're not kids anymore either. So. Well, but still like, it, there's nothing like, there's nothing that's going to really push the boundaries. Maybe Moana. And like, that's the most creative thing I think they've made. Yeah. I like Moana. I, th- I think it's good. I think that's the most creative thing that they've made. And that is really something like, okay, you learn about the streams and you learn about the, you know, and here's a big thing of Tafiti. Well, you can and, hear it and you can use your senses and, and you, you can, can see touch it. it. Yes. You can touch it and you can feel the water. That is, that does feel like old school Epcot. Yeah. It that, does. That, but it doesn't, I don't think it should be at Epcot. We'll see. That's the, well. Should be at Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would make more sense. Yeah. But. You know, anytime that you can use all your senses like that, you know, um, is definitely, well, you know, my, my, my degrees in education and, you know, I never totally went into teaching, but, you know, I did a lot of student teaching and anyways, anytime that you can get kids, you know, involved with all the senses, um, you know, I did teach like environmental education and we used to take a hike where we would talk about all the different senses and, you know, that's what you remember. You remember, you know, it was near the beach and you remember like tasting the salt air. Right. Details. You remember that. Yeah. There's no details in the rides now. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like a lot of the spark, uh, you know, a lot of the imagination. Imagination. It's not, it's not there, but again, like I wonder how much is because we're adults and we're kind of, you know, we don't have the well, child. You know, I will tell. I will say, like, you don't like the the Star Wars area, the Galaxy's Edge area, or the Toy Story area, and those are like Toy Story and Star Wars is like my childhood, right? Like, Toy Story is one of my favorite movies of all time, and Star Wars is the originals are like some of my favorites of all time. And I thought, you know, when I was younger. Hey, whenever I'm going on Star Tours, because that's the only thing that we had was Star Tours. And I'm like, if they were able to build something where it was like only Star Wars and you're in the land and you're able to be immersed. Now that I think that is something like, okay, they're able to build those areas, but they're not building rides. I feel like they're building lands that are are immersive, very immersive. You're able to put yourself into it and like let your imagination go, but they're not building rides like they used to, you know? Yeah. That's one thing that's really lacking. And I will say that the rides that are in um, Galaxy's Edge are really good. Yeah. I, li- I like them as a Star yeah. Wars fan. No, Maybe really not good. everybody likes them, but I like them. And then the rides in Toy Story Land are really good. So it's like maybe 
you you personally didn't like the changes, right, for Star Wars area. I thought that, well, to go back, I thought the Backlot Tour was amazing. Yeah. Because it talked about But it kind of got dated, though. Yeah, but... Because not many people go in the movies anymore. Well, that's a whole other thing. I mean, and then the Great Movie Ride, which I guess has got dated, but they're still classic movies. Like, yeah. people still appreciate them. Yeah, but what Gen Z's watching, you know, The Searchers? Well, we were talking about, like, Epic Universe earlier, right? Yeah. And, you know, what is going to be these different lands that are going to be there? And, yeah. and, you know, that one of them's going to be about old school monsters. Well, that's, you know, yeah. the past. I mean, there's still a lot of nostalgia for that. You know, I really think that there is. Um, and kind of seeing, like, those old movies in The Great Movie Ride, like, Gone with the Wind and our... Um, you know, the, the searchers. Uh, yeah. And the alien and yeah. the wizard of Oz and, you know, all those movies that are still classic movies, mm-hmm. um, you know, still kind of what it was all about, but, um, it defined Hollywood studios or it defined MGM. Defined. I mean, there's still, there's always going to be a history, no matter what generation we're in, there's but still a history. You still you, have to understand, I think the history of where you came from. If you right, truly, if you truly think about it, I believe even Walt said like, it can't be a museum. So you look at Epcot all the things that changed in Epcot. Now there's some stuff I think that changed for the better maybe and changed for the worse, but I think there's a lot of stuff that's not changing for the, the greatest now, but the it, it's, it, things have to change. Right. So I, the great movie ride is not always going to be there. And now there's, it's like, it's about movies, but it's not about movie making, right? Here's a star Wars area. Right, you're here's not a movie. Anything. Here's Toy Story, which is a popular movie. And that's the thing, like when we were younger, IPs were not really brought into rides. IPs were not brought into, you know, the intellectual properties were not brought into a majority of the stuff. And I feel like that's kind of cheapening things, right? Like if you look at Splash Mountain, they based it off of a movie, right? Right, Song of the South. Song of the South. Rare Rabbit. Now they're basing the other one off of the of a movie. Right. And now they're going to be like, and now it's going to be like a whole area is going to be like based off of, uh, where like you had the whole um, New Orleans, Louisiana. It's going to be like New Orleans now. Well, that's kind of mirroring more of because there's like a whole New Orleans square in Disneyland. Yeah. So maybe they want to kind of like, but you have Frontierland. You can't get rid of Frontierland. That's one thing Walt Walt wanted. Yeah. I mean, I me personally, me personally. I mean, I don't know. You never know. But um, I don't know. I just think that well, Magic Kingdom is mostly the same from when we were kids. It's mostly mostly the same. Mostly, yeah. It it really is. I mean, split like. Uh, Tomorrowland's changed here and there. Yeah, it's changed here and there. They and have and then encounter. and then Fantasyland has has been they don't have alien well Alien Encounter I felt like was one of the best oh my rides. God, alien Encounter was ridiculous. But they 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 redid Fantasyland, which I think they did a better thing with Fantasyland. They made it better. Yeah, Fantasyland's it's, it's a lot better. It still now. looks the same. But I feel like it's a lot better. You know what my favorite ride was? Twenty Thousand Leagues. That, oh man, that was my favorite. I think I'm too clo- I would think I was too claustrophobic for that. I enjoyed it, but. I, I don't know. I still, it still kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. Being underneath the water. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was, scary. it was awesome. I thought it was a little bit scary. So you think that to go back to the question I had, you think that it's just because we're older and we see things differently. Yeah. And 
maybe it is and maybe you are right and it's just like the lands that they're creating now is different it's not rides it's like here's star wars land here's toy story land here's areas that you can go and be in part you know invest your you know imagination and um you know there's people who do meetups at star wars the star wars area and like that's a whole larping and like that's a whole thing oh, and it's yeah, like no i'm sure and like yeah. that's like humongous and like that's yeah. you know been needed i think it's been needed for a long time but it's just like overall what my question is do you think disney's headed in the right track where they are now are they do they need to kind of like move to a different direction or what do you think what do you do you think there's is it going positive or is it going negative just overall the entire company i think like we said before I parks just, mostly i think they need more innovation more things that you know you you want you want people to go in and be like wow you want people to say that word right that wow word and it's their money's worth it yeah, the value. They spend their 10000 bucks, and they're like, holy crap, we're doing this again next next year. Exactly. We're saving up and we're coming back. You yeah. want you want people to come in and say, wow. And you want, yeah, exactly. You want them to um, perceive it as a lot of good value. Do you think that's going on back. now? People are doing that now? I do. Yeah? I do. I mean, yeah. I think the parks are crazy busy. They are. They're crazy busy every time we go. It, I mean, like today was absolutely insane. Tons of merchandise. It's true. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it is. It doesn't seem like it was this busy. It's it's ever really been this busy. Maybe it kind of always has, but yeah. it doesn't seem like it has been. It doesn't seem, you know, yeah, during the holidays, sure. But um, I don't know. It just seems like it's been very busy every single time we've come. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know. It's um, and then also before you came, actually started going back to Disney. When was the last time that you went? Like was 2009? Yeah, probably about 10 so it, well, about 10 years ago. A lot of things have changed. Maybe since like then. 2014, 2015-ish. Yeah. yeah. A, a lot of things have changed. Yeah. Like there's it's become a lot more busy. Yeah. Which people just want to spend their money there and they just want to go and like that's for I guess supposedly that's holding up the company like the parks like is really cuz like the movies aren't doing it, so the parks are doing it right now. Yeah. Walt Disney World, Disneyland and everything everywhere else. I think Disney World majority is holding the the company afloat, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have the app and, you know, I'll go on and I'll watch old, old stuff. Yeah. Or I'll watch kind of the behind the scenes stuff, you know, again, because I like that. I want to learn something. I want to be like, wow, this is really cool. I want to be kind of like a part of it. Maybe secretly, I always wanted to work for Disney and never did. (laughs) Where would you work for Disney? I wanted wanted to be a a skipper canteen. I wanted to work on the Jungle Cruise. You wanted to be a sewer? So and so and the uh and, and the, uh, yeah, the behind the scenes. I, was, I absolutely love the costumes. I thought that was super cool. I mean, it was amazing. You would have done. You would have been a skip. You can still do it. I mean, you can still. Your dream can still become reality. Maybe you can be a skipper canteen. Yeah, why not? Or, or not skipper canteen, but at the Jungle Cruise. Maybe the uh, ship has sailed. I don't know. All right. Well, the ship has sailed on this podcast. So <laughs> there we go. That's another one in the book. So, well, this was fun. Was that like, it seems like it was only five minutes. Did we? Uh, it's 40 minutes. We, what? Yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. That's Just how it goes. Started. I know. Oh my goodness. So I have your topics for the next one. So many things to talk about. So we'll have my sister on again and I uh, appreciate her coming and Melissa will be back on sometime. Um, um, but whenever my sister's over or, you know, she'll top on here and, you know, give your sure. opinion if you want. Sure. Absolutely. So I appreciate you coming on. 
thanks for having me. It was it was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, if you guys could give it a like, uh, share it with your friends and let everybody know, we would truly appreciate it. And uh, happy trails to you guys and always keep it vibing.